Good evening, cruisers. You are tuned in to Cruising on the Cutting Edge, where tonight we will explore a new realm on the show. We are diving deep into the quantum theory world to discover what the latest and greatest is in the science of small, small things. And when we come out, we will emerge with a new engine, a quantum engine, uh, that we will retrofit, of course, in all of our cruisers. Yes, ladies and gentle cruisers, that is the topic of the evening, so buckle up. Thanks again for tuning into Cruising on the Cutting Edge. I am Wellington Frillick, your host and faithful driver. Here on the show, we teleport around the country, discovering one nugget of gold after another at our universities. Last week, I interviewed a recent grad from the University of Arizona about her PhD thesis on polarimetric vibrometry. Basically, she's using sunlight to measure vibrations of distant objects. One of those neat applications was in espionage, where you would use her tool called HITEP to measure the vibrations caused by voices inside of a room that reflect off that reflect light off of a window and thereby capturing exactly what they're saying inside. Now cruisers, if you ever come across, you know, that special someone while you're just sitting in traffic or you're simply trying to think of something to say to your sweetheart, you can always try I knew from a distance you had the best vibes because my internal high tip told me you were the light of my world. <laughs> so, just a few announcements to fuel us up before we hit the road, folks. Um, that video interview is on YouTube. I have a link in the show description uh, to the YouTube channel now, so go check that out. You get to see me think about future applications of the technology in real time. You know, I usually prep everything and then record the show, but this time the ideas were just flowing right out of my brain. So there are always, uh, there are also two other videos there that I've posted. One interviewing a scientist from the particle accelerator in CERN, Switzerland, about one of his crazy ideas, and one with my boss Joel Sussell on his PhD thesis and his company Transastra. So, folks, I think it's about time to buckle on up in our 1962 Chevy Bel Air station wagon. There is tons of room in this awesome car for everybody. So come on, pile in. This is a true family car, and I absolutely love it. You have to check out a photo of it. It's amazing. And let's cruise on over to the beautiful sun-washed hills of Pasadena, California, home to the California Institute of technology, also known as Caltech. As our convoy pulls onto the main drag, the wind picks up. It snatches a paper from a frazzled professor and carries it directly through our massive window into our laps. <laughs> In this 2019 paper titled Quantum Engine Based on Many Body Localization by Nicole Younger Halpern et al. We discover a new type of engine emerging from the odd realities of the quantum world. Now, that may have given you a brain cramp, but again, for as titles go, that, that was pretty simple. Um, 
and we'll dive into exactly what many body localization means in just a second. First, ladies and gentle cruisers, we will hit bumper-to-bumper uh, -bumper traffic on Theory Lane, making frequent stops because this has been one of the longest shows I've ever prepped for. Um, then we will glide on by hardware and testing square. And finally, we will bank back onto the on-ramp to the future. So let's talk engines really briefly here. Engines are miracles of thermal dynamics, the process of turning heat into energy and vice versa. For internal combustion engines, this means causing many explosions of the fuel inside your piston, which pushes the piston down and cranks the shaft. So this is all happening inside your engine in your in your car, unless you drive an electric one, of course. Uh, now this explosion is the heat that then drives the piston down because the gases have expanded so suddenly. This is called an auto cycle engine. A piston sucks fuel and air in, swings back up to squeeze the gases, at which point a spark from your spark plug causes them to explode and sends a piston back, causing it to turn the crankshaft and then come back to release the exhaust through another valve. Then this whole process starts over. Uh, this process actually can be described by mathematics. Given the volume and pressure, a couple things, a uh, couple of no, uh, constants of the materials you're working with and the fuel you're working with, you can work out on paper exactly how much work will be done in your engine and then say advertise that to your customers. So the researchers at Caltech have found another interesting way that doesn't involve the compression of gases or the explosion of fuel inside your engine or the exhaust, but works in just the same sort of way by adding heat to matter and generating energy from it. So we are going to go really small down to the atom and even past that. Atoms and subatomic particles move in strange ways when they are free. Specifically, they can spin up or down. That's the classifications we've assigned them, assigned them. But there's no true way of knowing which way exactly they're spinning until you look at it. Now that is the major difference then uh, compared to regular things like a basketball. If someone shot a basketball, we could calculate exactly where that ball would be in space time given Newton's uh, equations. So we know exactly how much uh, energy it has, where it's gonna fall, everything. Not for quantum particles. But funny enough though, we know that quantum particles can rub off and affect each other's motion. And this is called entanglement. Now we also know that when a group of subatomic particles get together or atomic particles get together, they can resist change in temperature or motion, sort of the same concept there, partially due to this rubbing off, this entanglement on each other. And this is called many body localization, this resistance in temperature, change in temperature. 
So what the researchers have done at Caltech is take a line of particles that are localized, many body localization, localized on a line, and sent them through a rigorous thermal exercise. We have a, a group of particles that will stay at a temperature indefinitely, which, become, which becomes really attractive in engine cycles. The idea is that you can reuse these particle pistons, as I like to call them, to create energy for engines. So in theory, first, you increased how much the room, how much room the particles have to move. And you do this by changing the Hamiltonian, which is a sort of a mathematical concept describing the, the spatial uh, aspects of subatomic particles. This step produces energy. Next, you want to bathe the system in a super cold wave. This removes heat. What happens next is that the particles lose elbow room. Again, as uh, you change the Hamiltonian by decreasing the amount of space you have, which again produces energy. And finally, you fire it up again to the original temperature level, adding heat. Now, if you add several of these particle pistons together, you have yourself an engine that can run off the same fuel for a very long time. The tricky bit, cruisers, is in the hardware and testing. So folks, let's roll on to hardware and testing square now. Uh, how does one test such theoretical concepts that are held within mathematics? Well, the first thing to do is to run numerical sim simulations on computers. Set up some initial conditions, give it the quantum mechanics rules to work out energy drops, and you can get a pretty accurate estimate of what you're going to be producing in terms of energy and work and heat. So the results um, that they estimate, um, if you can achieve this sort of cycle, you can produce an engine with a 100 kilowatt per meter cube power density. Now that is about 10 times worse than an internal combustion engine. However, the fuel lasts a lot longer, uh, at least 10 times longer, uh, I'm guessing. And uh, as far as I can tell, there's no real exhaust. Um, but the, the thing is, how can engineers actually create these particle pistons? One idea is to use optical lattices. Sort of for a quick and dirty analogy, think a square of uh, lasers trying to form a chessboard, so sort of a th orthogonal to each other. Now each square on that board can hold a quantum particle like an atom of aluminum. You could change the amount of room that they have to maneuver by adjusting laser parameters. Now these squares are actually called wells in which you can trap these atoms. Um, these uh, light waves sort of have peaks and troughs that form these wells and at the, at the bottom is where you can hold a very low potential for um, capturing atoms. The big key in the cycle, which plays into that, is to get the atoms cooled as low as they can go. 
Really, that just means zero motion. Otherwise, this engine will actually not produce work at all. Um, there have been several methods done and researched on how to cool atoms to ultra cold, near zero Kelvin, which, which is the absolute zero, no motion, um, including, again, using these lasers in the optical lattice to trap colder particles and filter out hot ones. Since the uh, lasers, again, act like waves in a 3D, uh, in a 3D lattice, uh, it will have these electromagnetic troughs that atoms collect in and cool down in. One thing about this uh, paper, though, that I, I thought was interesting was that they didn't mention how you'd heat up the particles. I think it's safe to say it probably wouldn't be a spark, but rather some sort of microwave laser that transfers heat into the particles. Uh, from here, though, engineers must devise ways to convert that energy into wheels, turning on the ground, or some other mechanical interface that we can use, whether that's a propeller or something. And I sort of imagine some sort of mag magnetic crankshaft here that reacts to energy expelled by the atomic particles in the... Um, many body localization, uh, thermalization. But, you know, I think that actually ended up being an electric motor. So anyway, um, the other question is how would the cycle start up? It can start, you know, at any one of these steps, whether that's the cooling process or adjusting that Hamiltonian to, uh, give it more space to move. But at, at which one does it, does my, quantum key, stick it to my quantum car, and turn on the quantum ignition coils. Maybe, maybe it is, in fact, that heat up process. Folks, it's time to bank back on the big, beautiful on-ramp to the future. Where could you see the need for long-lasting fuel in cars? Keep in mind, um, this engine, this localization engine, is not as powerful as the ones we drive currently in our internal combustion engines, at least not yet. So for now, I imagine something like spacecraft could use this sort of engine. Are they already operate in the vacuum of space? So it'd be easy to employ a, um, a similar kind of engine that incorporates a vacuum. I also could see submarines that uh, monitor those long communication cables at the bottom of the oceans use this since they are likely not going to refuel that often. And then my last idea was perhaps slow moving freight tankers could save on money if they switched to something like this, but you'd have to do the costs analysis for that. And um, depending on how long you use the fuel for it, you could also make this into a generator. But I think the broader question remains, how could you use something that is quasi-permanently hot or cold in your everyday life. I mean, certainly it would make for a great cold pack or hot water heater. Um, but if you think like on a grander scale, you can manipulate, I'm thinking you can manipulate weather by cooling down the wind or heating it up. I'm just throwing crazy ideas out there right now, as you should.
have have fun with this. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the show again. I um, hope you enjoyed it. Share this story with your friends. If you came up with like a quantum car brand, what would you call it? I'd probably call mine Spin because um, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, let me know what you think and any cool ideas you find out there. Let me know. I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, and my email is cruisin, C-R-U-I-S-I-N, with wellington at gmail.com. Give the show a review and subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Happy 4th, and I will see you back in the leather bucket seats next week. My song recommendation for this week is Elixir by the Gagliano Strings and Alexis for French. It's a fun piano piece. Go check it out.